Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Hey everyone, how's it going? Today I want to talk about the fact that your life is meant for more than bulimia. And I want to talk about this subject because September is Suicide Prevention Month, and I have a past that involves depression and suicidal thoughts. And so I think that it's really important that I talk about the value of your life and reasons that you have to be here in this world and that sort of stuff. But also the fact that when you are struggling with bulimia, it really seems like your life is nothing more than Groundhog Day and that you will just continue to repeat binging and purging the rest of your days and that what's the point of living? I mean, I thought that all the time when I was bulimic. I thought, what is the point? I hate my life. I hate all of these things happening. Binging and purging is miserable and yet I continue doing it. And I'm completely, I'm I'm not very functional. And the things that I do do, I do it halfway or I don't do it as well because I have so little energy. So bulimia really sucks the life out of you. And I want to tell you right now that your life is worth way more than bulimia and it was meant for more than bulimia. So we're going to talk about the reasons why your life is worth more than you think and hopefully how to give you some hope for the future and let you know that your life is going to amount to much more than this eating disorder that you have. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've had the eating disorder. I don't care how bad the eating disorder is. It is not your life. Bulimia is just a habit. It always will be, and you can get through it. But first, I have a very exciting announcement. The course is live. So those of you guys that have been following me for a while, you would know all about this. But the Binge Breakers Recovery Course, which is a course entirely dedicated to bulimia recovery, helping you break your habits, teaching you what habits actually are and how it pertains to bulimia, and dealing with all the drama that comes with bulimia, everything else, That is the Binge Breakers course, and it is live, and within the course, you get an accountability partner. You get a Facebook community where you get to talk to one another, surround yourself with people that are on the same journey as you. It gives you an opportunity to ask me questions, and I'll answer them in extreme detail. There's Facebook Lives with Q&As each week, so I will be talking to you in addition to all the modules in the course on specific topics and specific questions that you have pertaining to bulimia and anything else. So the course is live. If you want to go and purchase the course, if you want to go and join the community, if you want to go and start your recovery, then this is the opportunity to do that. So go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course. That's bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course. So I'll see you guys within that community. I'm so excited. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that course. It's the exact roadmap to how I recover from bulimia and everything that I learned along the way. And honestly, I wish that I had had this course when I was going through bulimia, but I didn't. And that's what led me to create this course. So if you want your journey to be a little bit shorter, if you want to finally get the help you've been looking for, if you are serious about recovering, you're serious about breaking up with bulimia, then join this course. It's going to be amazing. And it will get you to where you need to go and it'll help you realize that your life is worth way more than bulimia. So on to the show. So I want to talk to you guys a bit about how I struggled with suicidal thoughts and the issues I had with it and why I was having it and how I eventually got out of it and how I realized that my life was 
meant for more than bulimia. It was meant for more than this eating disorder. It was meant for more than what I was doing with it at the time. The first year of my eating disorder, I was definitely probably depressed at that point, but it hadn't gotten to its worst point yet. And I was just kind of in the chaos and nuance of my eating disorder. It was still new to me. It was still kind of strange and I hadn't really accepted that I had the eating disorder and there were times when I was binging and purging that it felt I felt pretty hopeless I felt like if this is if this is it then I can't do this anymore but it wasn't until I I knew that I was being super destructive and I knew that I was going to have health consequences something bad was going to happen sooner or later which is why I told my boyfriend about it at the time However, it wasn't until after I told him, um, maybe it was like six months after I told him, something happened in my life where I had gotten this new job. I had switched from a company that I was very comfortable at to a company that I thought would be better for my career at the time. I thought that it would pay me more money and they did pay me more money. But when I got to the job, I very quickly realized that it was not the place for me. I didn't like the environment. I thought the people weren't my cup of tea I didn't like the culture there and they did some things that I didn't enjoy and then I also found out that the position I had really wasn't what they said it was going to be they said I would have a lot of creative freedom in my job but when I got there it was very clear that they just wanted to be to do whatever they said and do all these projects and a lot of their business quite honestly I wasn't a fan of and didn't feel good about some of the things that they asked me to do so about a month into this new job, even though it paid really well, I, at the time I really needed the money, I decided to quit. And I decided I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to do this on my own. And at that time, for you guys that don't know, I actually have a background in art. I went to art school. I went, I studied industrial design. And uh, at this time for this company, I was doing a mix of graphic design and industrial design for them. And I was doing web design for a few people on, this, on the side. So I thought I would just be an entrepreneur and I would go out, I would quit, and I would have multiple clients the next month and everything was pretty fine. And I was going to make all a, bunch of, a whole bunch of money and I didn't need them and I would be fine. Well, very quickly, I found out that it's hard, especially if you're a shy person who doesn't have a lot of self-esteem to put yourself out into the world and find clients especially for web design since every web designer under the sun is always trying to look for work. So very quickly, a month later, I didn't have much money. I didn't really have a job at all and I didn't have a backup plan. I had to get another job that was working for retail and which I felt even lower about because I felt like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm this old. I should be doing more with my life. And yet I turned down a fantastic job and lots of money and I left my old job that I, I that I should have been way more grateful for I'm just a failure and so that started I was already being mean to myself about the way I looked I was already being very mean to myself about the way that I appeared and my habits but I think the career thing for me just really cemented in like you're a failure you're a complete failure you can't hold a job you can't make money you're not successful you're never going to be successful and I started saying these things over and over and over again to me I was just anytime I didn't do anything right it wasn't how can I fix this? It was, of course you did that because you're a failure. Of course you messed up, Jacqueline. That's what you do. That's what we do. Like, why don't you just kill yourself? I know that's a quick turn into a dark side, but I just want to you to understand the mindset I was going through. It just started becoming a habit that I would 
make mistakes in my life, and then I would very quickly fall deeper into depression. It got so bad that the only thing I really looked forward to was binging. And I also got into The Sims, and I became very addicted to The Sims. And if I wasn't playing The Sims, and if I wasn't eating, then I really didn't care. I didn't. I would be angry at my boyfriend for talking about talking to me when I was playing The Sims or when I was eating food. And that's what I thought my life was meant for. I thought that I couldn't do anything more than hold a couple mediocre jobs in my mind. They're mediocre. All I was good for was playing The Sims and just living my life till the day I died. And eventually I just kind of looked around and I was like, what's the point? I hate everything. I hate my life. I hate myself. I don't really appreciate what's going on here. Now, I gave you the one side of the story. I gave you the side of what my life looked like in my eyes. But what I chose not to see there was that I had so much more potential than I thought I did. And I had so much more to be grateful in my life than I thought that I did. From my perspective, what I just shared with you, I, I thought my only joys in life were food and sins and watching some TV. That's all I thought that I had to be grateful for. But really, I had a loving partner who cared about me, knew I was going through a rough time and stuck with me and tried up with me, tried to get me out of it, tried to push me in the right direction. I had family and friends that loved me very much and wanted nothing more than to see me be happy and that's it. They didn't care about my job. Of course, they wanted me to be successful in whatever pathway that I wanted to be successful, but they didn't care about my job. They didn't care about my finances. They didn't see me as a failure, even though of course things were going wrong in my life. They just wanted happiness for me. I had a home and shelter. I had food and water every day. I had a healthy body, despite the torment I was putting it through every day. My body was healthy, it still is, and I had a life. And I have, a, I have a human brain, and that's something that I really want to get into today, is that a lot of you sit there and you think that because you have this past, because you have these things going on in your life, these mistakes that are, you, you look at all your mistakes in this big glass, and you think that this is my life, it's just the encompassment of these mistakes, and that's all, all I'll ever amount to be. But what I want to tell you is that your past does not define who you're going to be. It's just a collection of memories. It doesn't mean that because you've done this once, you're going to do it again. Maybe it increases the likelihood, but you can always change that because everything's habits. Believe me, it's just a habit. You can break the habit. You can choose, even if you've been doing something for 30 years, you can choose to not do it anymore. Everything in life is a choice. You aren't doomed to do the same thing over and over again, but you're going to be doomed if you never choose to take action. You never choose to do anything with it. And when we use our past as excuses not to change and that we can never do anything, that's like telling a baby that they can never walk because they've never walked before. When I heard this example, my mind was blown. I'm like, duh, of course. But when someone goes to the gym for the first time, they're not very good. When they go and lift weights for the first time, it's not a fun time because especially if you're pushing them, even if you're not pushing them, you tell someone to do a push-up, they're going to be all shaky, their arms aren't going to, their chest isn't going to be able to do it as well, or they might, they might not even be able to do one push-up at all. That's how hard it can be when you first start. 
but give them a few weeks. They're doing push-ups like nobody's business. They're already moving on to the bench press. They're already doing squats with the weights. It just takes that one action, that, that one switch in your life to make a change. And when you fall into this depressive state, when you fall into the negative mindset of this is what I'm meant for, this is the only thing that I'm meant for, because I'm bulimic, I'll always be doomed to be bulimic. There's no hope in life. It's all about your mindset. It's all about choosing to do something differently. And it's also about choosing to feel hope and potential, believing that something else is out there for you, believing that it's possible for you. I would have never, ever gotten here if I hadn't one day chosen to believe that maybe I should start stop treating myself like crap, that maybe I should be kinder to myself, that maybe I should believe that I have some potential that I'm just not using right now. I would never be here if I hadn't made that one switch and then made the world of difference. It didn't cure my bulimia, but it led me to recovery. It led me to believe that I can think whatever I want to think. It led me to believe that I have the ability to choose what I want to choose to think. And I have the ability to not answer my urges. If you're having suicidal thoughts right now, I'm going to put some resources below for you to go and call a helpline. Please call someone, talk to someone, call the resources below or reach out to a loved one and say like, I'm having some issues with these. I need to talk to with these things. I need to talk to someone. Go and do that. I'm not trying to say that suicidal thoughts are not serious. They are. I had them on and off for four years. And sometimes if I'm having a really bad day, I still will have that occasional suicidal thought. But it's very easy for me, just like my urges for bulimia and whatnot, it's very easy for me to just throw that kind of thought aside and be like, that's irrational. I'm not going to do that whatever. But what I want to get into your head and what I talk about in every podcast episode is that your thoughts directly affect the results in your life. There's no other way around it. Of course, there are hormones going on in your body. You have low energy some days, lots of other things. But at the end of the day, your thoughts will create results. So when you think that you are hopeless, how will you feel? you will feel hopeless. You'll feel like there's nothing out there for you. And if you feel hopeless, if you feel like you are a complete hopeless mess, then what are you going to do? What are you, what action are you going to take? You're not going to, you're not going to take any actions. You're just going to do what you're doing because what's the point? I was talking to a client. It was a consult, but I was talking to this person today and she was very intelligent. You could tell she reads books. She's read the Catherine Hansen book. She's listening to my podcast. She's a person that's trying to soak in as much information as possible. She's trying to figure out a solution. Her gears are turning. Very smart. And yet when she described her binge episodes to me, it was very clear to me that there was a moment where she just said, fuck it in all of those moments. And she was very honest about that too. She's like, I just say, like, what's the point? Like, I don't care. I just keep on going. And then I dove in a little bit deeper with her about, you know, why she thinks that is. And she said something interesting to me where she, she said, well, this time it affected my work. That was what made me come out of it. And that was a very clear sign to me that, oh, this person doesn't really value themselves that much. They don't, they, it's not enough for them to, to think about the fact that their life could be much more optimal. Their life is being damaged by this bulimia. It wasn't until it affected her work that she reeled it back in. And in the moment, 
because of this, she really didn't have much hope for her life. It was very clear to me that the reason she was saying fuck it in the moment, she was just being like, whatever, I'll just go ahead with this this binge episode because why not? That's the exact reason. Why wouldn't she? Because she didn't have any reasons, any compelling motivation to not binge. And that's the point I'm trying to get across here is that she really felt like, what's the point? I don't, it doesn't, it's not that bad. It doesn't affect me that much. Or like, I'm not going to be able to figure it out, out anyway. I don't know if she was particularly thinking that, but that was a big reason for me. It was like, I'm never going to stop anyway. So why don't I just do it today? People don't truly believe that they can recover. And if you don't believe you can recover, and you're for sure not going to recover because you, your brain is like, well, you're not going to anyway. So why don't we just do it now? Why don't we just binge now? Because we're just wasting time. We're just suffering in the moment so that we can binge later. Why don't we just cut out the discomfort and just do it now? Because we're not going to ever do it anyway. So to sum this up, what I want you to do is I want you to think about your life without bulimia. I want you to sit back and daydream as if you were a kid. And I don't know about you guys, but I had a very imaginative brain when I was younger. I was, I, I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere, so I couldn't really go and visit my neighbors because they were like miles away. I couldn't hang out with as many people on a regular basis. So I spent a lot of time imagining things. And I spent a lot of time daydreaming about my, what my life would be like as an adult, what my life would be like in these scenarios. I want you to do that. I want you to daydream about your life as if you're a little kid. Think of the wildest possibilities you could ever imagine for your life. Don't hold back, don't don't to let your brain be like, well, that's not possible, so we're not gonna think about that, that's not practical for you. Whatever you wanna be in this life, whatever you wanna do, I don't care if it's a career, it's some sort of goal, some sort of anything, hobby, whatever you wanna be, if you wanna be the president one day, I do not care, daydream about it. Think about your life and don't include bulimia in it. Think about what your life would be like without bulimia. Don't just think about the health outcomes that you'd have if you didn't have bulimia. Think about how much more functional you'd be, how much more of a machine you could be, how much more freedom would you have, how much more mental clarity would you have, how much more money would you have when you're not wasting money on binges. I had someone reach out to me today. Who's, she actually just joined the program. She was considering buying the program before and she's like if I have $50 for binge foods I can certainly buy your program and it's like yeah and if you're not binging you're gonna save a whole lot more money think about what your life would be like without bulimia in it the more you can visualize you without bulimia the more you can see the potential that you have whatever crazy dream you have for yourself it is possible obviously if your dream is to fly like, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. As long as it doesn't break the laws of physics and reality. But don't limit yourself. Your life can be so much more than what you're giving yourself credit for now. Like, when I was depressed, only cared about the Sims and food, I thought that my world was never going to get better. And I really didn't look forward to the future because I thought it was going to be what it was today. I thought I was going to, or what it was going to be back then. I thought I was just going to be the same thing over and over and over again, and that it would not get better. And if anything, it would get worse because I would get older and have even less energy to deal with things. But when you start to dream about the potential that you have, and you actually believe that that potential is possible for you, and it is possible for you because 
you're allowed to make choices in your life. You have endless possibilities because you're human with a human brain. You can do so many creative things that you don't even realize that you're capable of because you're just sitting in sorrow. As Corinne Crabtree says it, you're sitting in your dirty diaper, which I love Corinne Crabtree, but you're sitting in your pool of sorrowful thoughts and you need to get out of it. You need to make a choice that you're not going to think that way anymore. And you need to make a choice that you can believe that whatever dreams you have, whatever possibilities you have, whatever your life is currently, you can change it. You can make it different. You can decide your potential. You always have the ability to create your own path. You always have choices in this world. So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I just know that there are so many people out there that are struggling. Lots of people have been sending me messages recently that have been mentioning that they feel hopeless. That they just feel like, what's the point? And that is the point, is that your life can be so much better. Your life won't be perfect when you recover, and I'm really adamant about that. You'll still have tons of problems because you're human, and human life is not perfect whatsoever. Things go wrong every day in the world, in your life, in whatever thing is going on. But you have a lot more time, you'll have a lot more energy, you'll have a lot more clarity. Obviously though, if you're struggling with suicide, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, if you're struggling with feeling hopeless, if you are thinking about these things, get help. You can message me on Instagram, I'm always open to talk. You can look at the prevention hotlines that I have down below. You can talk to them. There are resources out there and you are not alone. And I promise you, whatever is going on in your life, it can be fixed. Things are not the end of the world. I know sometimes it seems like the problems that we have in our daily life, like it's it's literally the end of days. The world is going to explode. That is not the case. I promise you, you can get through it. So I'm gonna end this episode here. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope that it has helped some of you to realize that your life is meant for more, that you have potential in this life, I promise you. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.